I was trying to come in with the music. Excuse me. It's taking forever to drop. Yeah. Welcome back to the Kwame Fisher Jones Show. <sighs> we had some good segments. We talked about LeBron early. We got into Doc Rivers. Now we're going to talk a little Mike D'Antoni. And uh, make sure you tune in every week. We talk heavy NBA, but we're going to end the show with a little NBA and then a segment called Out of Bounds. Where I'm going to jump away from the NBA and I'm going to go all over the place. So, you know, today it should be a good segment on Odell Beckham Jr. But I want to talk Mike D'Antoni because... So Mike D'Antoni left the Houston Rockets. Apparently on the flight home, he told them I'm out. He got on the flight and said, yo, I'm good. Everybody that's going back to Houston, go on this side of the plane, I'm going to sit over here. And then he decided, then it later came out that the Rockets were planning to ask him to come back. But apparently he wanted out. And the reason why guys leave is usually because they got something else waiting on the side. And Mike D'Antoni's being rumored... Well, first of all, his record in Houston was a, a pretty good record. I think it was like two hundred seven and one hundred one, and like, but then it was twenty eight and twenty three in the playoffs, and that's that's a, that's a uh, that's a pretty good record. You know, he, he did some great things in Houston. My issue with Houston is, Mike Mike D'Antoni is a good coach, good offensive coach, but he's not a championship coach. Mike D'Antoni is a guy that can get the most out of a guard. Doesn't do well with big men. People like D'Antoni because he's an appeaser. He appeases appeases you. He's not going to be confrontational. He's not going to push you. So if a guy allows you to do what you want to do, then yeah, he's a good dude. He's like the parent that spoils the kids. You know what I mean? So he's being rumored to go to Philadelphia. Apparently an owner wants him in Philly. But I think he's going to wind up in Indiana, which makes sense. Indiana has... Sabonis, who's not a dominant back-to-the-basket big man. He's more of a run-the-floor big man, offensive activity around the rim big man. Similar to your Clint Capellas and your Amari Stoudemire. Not on on a level of an Amari Stoudemire, but that type of big man. They've got Victor Oladipo, Malcolm Brogdon. They've got another guard whose name uh, is escaping me right now. But they're a pretty good team. they got Miles Turner, who's another stretch four. So he would actually fit in Indiana. They I don't know if I'm going to say they should have fired Nate McMillan, but if they've been swept in the playoffs like two years in a row or three years, they needed a change of pace. I do not want Mike D'Antoni in Philly because I want a championship in Philly. I don't want a team that's not going to make the playoffs in Philly, and that's what will happen if he comes to Philadelphia. The issues with Mike D'Antoni, and I'm not going to stretch this out long because it's going to lead me into Philly where I can where I can kick my feet up and go all day, like gather on my fire. Let me tell you why this team is awful. You have a personality issue in Philly. You don't have a, a um, talent issue in Philly. You have a personality issue in Philly. And that personality issue is Joel Embiid. Now, I am trying to venture away from being a guy that makes personal attacks on players because I, I want to just keep it on the court. With Joel Embiid, you have a guy that's often out of shape that doesn't believe in putting his back to the basket and butt down on the rim. People like to point to the fact that he's one of the top players in post-ups. It's because he posts up at the three-point line. So post-ups aren't within 12 feet of the rim or within five feet of the rim. The post-up is just a post-up stat. You turn your back and you ask for the ball. They count that as a post-up. So he's found a way to manipulate that stat. But my bigger issue with Joel Embiid is the fact that he doesn't get it. And you're going to bring in a guy, D'Antoni, who isn't going to force him to get it. And we say, well, what doesn't he get? What he doesn't get is you 
have to play basketball a certain way to win. Like, you'll get your numbers, and he gets his numbers. But he's not a championship-level player. He's not going to do the championship when he plays. He's not going to set the solid screen to get someone open. He's not going to make the right pass to the guy at the top of the key. He's going to try to make the difficult cross-court pass. He's going to make sure that he gets his points. Sound like somebody else? But the team is going to come the team is going to come at the at the expense of him getting his points. Does it sound like another guy that you may have had in Houston? Yeah, the beard. So, you're going to bring DeAntoni in. Ben Simmons is a winning basketball player. The Sixers have only had Oh, jeez, I should have they bring us up. They've only had Ben Simmons, they've only had back-to-back 50-win seasons once in the last 30 years, and that was with Ben Simmons. Not with Joel Embiid, but with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons misses a game or misses a a, a, um, a series, they get swept. Joel Embiid misses a game in Brooklyn, and Ben Simmons has his best game, but the team wins running away. That was the only game they blew the Nets out was the game Joel Embiid didn't play. I don't want to see the Sixers bringing another enabler like Brett Brown, who's going to allow Joel Embiid to come into camp out of shape. Here's a little fact about Joel Embiid that's going to blow your mind, Jay. That man can't play seven straight minutes of basketball. He's a professional athlete that can't play seven, I'll put it down, six straight minutes of basketball. If he goes up and down the court for six minutes, he needs a break. Professional athlete now. This is a fact. I've timed it. He can't go back and forth for six minutes. So you got a point guard that likes to run and a big man that doesn't run. Everyone killed him. Oh, well, the reason why Joel Embiid can't go in the paint is because Ben Simmons can't shoot a jump shot. I don't know what one has to do with the other. It's like we don't have any peanut butter because we're out of milk. What? So Ben Simmons doesn't play and Joel Embiid is still doing what, Jerm? Shooting three-pointers. That's his game. That's his style. That's what he does. You need a coach that's going to come in and hold them accountable. That's not D'Antoni. And how many times does a dude get to coach a team before you realize he's not the guy that's going to get Six teams. Denver, he was abysmal. Denver did nothing when he was there. Phoenix, they went to multiple Western Conference titles or Western Conference championships. Never won any, but were there. Never a bride, always a bridesmaid. But Steve Nash, you know, cute little dude. Well, not cute like, you know, he's a good player, I should say. More, be more respectful. He's a good player, went back-to-back MVPs. Then he goes to New York. What had happened was they were supposed to get Steph. They didn't get Steph. They got Jeremy Lin. And, yeah. We saw how that turned out. And then he gets a hiatus. Then he goes to Los Angeles. And, and I think that's how that worked. I think it was New York, then Los Angeles. Goes to Los Angeles and effectively destroys Kobe Bryant. Loses a team that had Paul Gasol, Dwight Howard, and Kobe Bryant, and Steve Nash. I'm going to lean in and look at you as I say that. And Steve Nash. And that team had to struggle to make the playoffs. Four Hall of Fame players. Now, keep in mind, a few years back, the Lakers won a championship with Derek Fisher, Andrew Bynum, Paul Gasol, and Ron Artest. They replaced those players with Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, Pagasaw, and yeah, they had to struggle to make the playoffs. Kobe blows his Achilles out and is no longer even the same player, like remotely the same player. 
We can thank Mike D'Antoni that. So he goes to Philly, works with their offense. They do okay in Philly when he's there. I mean, they had lost 28 straight games. They were like 1-28. and 28. When he was there, they were like 13-15 and 15 for a little bit. So now the owners love Mike D'Antoni. They want to bring him back. They had to fire Brett Brown because Brett Brown could not get Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons to be better players. And now you want to bring D'Antoni in. It's so many... So many things that people want to point to for why players lose. If you've never been there, how do you know how you can't know how to get there? I'm going to repeat that again. And this is only a quip because you can say, well, if you're a sports player, you never play in the NBA. How do you know? It's, it's levels to this. But as far as playing in the NBA, somebody in that room, whether a coach or a player, needs to have won a championship in order to direct guys how to win a championship. You can put a team together with guys that have championship skill sets, guys that make championship plays. But as far as directing the band, you got to be able to know how to play the instruments. And D'Antoni can't do that. In fact, he's proven six times to you, that's more than one hand, that he cannot do it. So you want to put him in Indiana, that's fine. Paul George probably should have stayed in Indiana. Very little media scrutiny. You know, as long as you're winning 50-plus games a year and competing, people are happy. But when you cross over to Philly after the, quote, and air quote, not air syllables, process, miss me with that third or fourth seed. Well, they wouldn't even, I don't, I don't know what they would do because he's never effectively coached a big man. I think he could effectively coach Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid's skill set is that of a six-foot guard. He plays like a six-foot guard. If he stays healthy and if he well, comes in shape, he's not going to be Well, he's not going to come in. All right, look, 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 look. If there's one thing you're going to learn from me is there's no such thing as ifs with players. Guys, after three years, show you who they are. They are who they are. Yeah, and and they're gonna they're, they're not gonna tell you they're gonna show you because a guy will tell you he's gonna do all the things, but they will show you Michael Jordan when you watch Michael Jordan his first three years in the league, it, it exact same <laughs> as a championship player. Yeah, he made some different type of shots, he developed a different skill set, but he was a shooter from he was a scorer from the moment he came into the league to the moment he walked out. When you watch LeBron James first game against the Sacramento Kings. He had some like 20-some points, uh, 11 rebounds, and like seven assists. You watched LeBron James play yesterday. What do you have, Jeremy? Like 19 points, <laughs> 20 or like nine or seven rebounds. I don't have the stat line in front of me, but he had like double. And you look at his stat, 25 points a game, 10 assists a game. You can change the way you do the things you do, but you are not going to change the things you do. He is a professional, going back to Joel Embiid, he's in a prof going back to Joel Embiid, he is a professional athlete. If he is not focused on being in tip-top shape now in his 20s, he's not going to be focused later on. He's already become an all-star starter. He's already made two all-NBA teams, although him not making this year's all-NBA selection and Ben Simmons making it for a uh, third team, and Ben Simmons making first-team all-defense is an indictment, and his players and coaches calling and beat out, telling him, yo, you're not good enough. But he won't see it that way. He'll just see it as people are hating on him. He won't see it as... He's, he's a um, one-finger-out guy. 
We ever heard that phrase when you point the finger at somebody else is three pointing back at you? Yeah. So he he's a he's a he's a finger pointer outer. <laughs> You're a finger pointer outer. And in life, the successful people are finger pointer inners. Like, all right, I got more fingers pointing at me than I. He's a guy that's never, he's not going to get it. And I try not to use the word never, but he's never going to get it. He's never going to come into shape. He's never going to be healthy. He's never going to do the things necessary to win. I go back to the Kawhi Leonard, you know, and, and we could just spitball for the last few minutes. I can give, I can give you pamph, I can give you booklets, books, novels about the things Joel Embiid does that keeps you from winning championships. Go back to the Kawhi Leonard play where Kawhi Leonard was walk, walked with the ball. Ben Simmons was on him. Joel Embiid wanted to make the hero play. So he jumps out, screens Joel Embiid, gives up Kawhi Leonard's strong hand, the right hand. He gets all the way, makes an unbelievable shot. But he never would have got that shot if he left Ben Simmons there because Ben Simmons was shading him left, which is his offhand. You watch Kawhi Leonard score, you watch you watch footage of him, 60 70% of the time he goes right. It's the same thing with Kemba Walker. 60% of the time he goes right. You stop that, you put him in an awkward position, you, get, you, you stop a shot. But, you know. Joel Embiid is the guy that players like because he's the big silly guy. You know, he, he makes you laugh, so he's easier to get along with. And he's passive aggressive. Like, he's not going to tell you or he's not. You won't know you've got a problem with him when you say something. He told Shake Milton he was going to smack the ish out of him. Who are you, dude? Who are you? A lot of talk. Like, I've never seen Joel Embiid get in an actual fight. I've seen him be hit. I saw Eric Bledsoe hit him. He didn't do anything. I saw other players go. I saw Carl Anthony Towns go after him. He didn't do anything. He just talked and did a bunch of gestures. So anyway, uh, it's personal. I'm, I'm going to keep it professional. Bottom line is you bring D'Antoni in to coach Joel Embiid, we are on a fast track back to the lottery. We are on a fast track back to the lottery. Ty Lue is your answer. Do not overthink it. Do not overlook it. Teron Lue has been a champion on the, on the court. He played with a guy in Shaquille O'Neal who he could bring in to talk He's friends with a guy, Kevin Garant, Kevin Garnett, who he can bring in to talk and motivate and beat. He can coach Ben Simmons. He can get Ben Simmons to maximize his talent. You asked me the other day, is Ben Simmons really that good? And since that time, he's made third-team All-NBA and first-team All-Defense. So I think that answers your question. No, I think we can both agree that he's got some sort of champion, some sort of high-level skill set, although it may not be in numbers. As you hear, that's the Wrap It Up Be Buzzer. We'll come back on the other side. We're going to jump in a segment we call it Out of Bounds. We're going to talk Odell Beckham, and I'm coining the phrase Free Odell. It's Kwame Fisher Jones Show.